Welcome to Business English Pod, a great way to improve your English skills on the go. Chairing a business meeting. Most formal business meetings are chaired by an individual who structures the meeting and ensures that different roles are assigned to the participants in the meeting. The chairperson also manages the opening and closing remarks of the meeting, which are both essential to the outcome of the discussion. Chairing a meeting involves knowing how to make remarks and comments at the right times, getting the conversation back on track if any deviates, and making opening and closing remarks that emphasize the main points of the discussion. Usually, it is only formal business meetings which are chaired, which means that the chairperson's language also has to be more or less formal in nature. The language and usage of expressions depend on what kind of meeting is being chaired. Business meetings that are internal to a company can utilize more informal language, while meetings in which clients are present are usually more formally organized and conducted. In this lesson, we will examine the usage of language expressions in six different aspects of chairing a business meeting. Dialogue one: Opening a meeting. You will now listen to an opening statement made by Vanessa. A senior product manager at a software development firm who is chairing a meeting on the upcoming release of a new product. Opening a meeting involves welcoming the participants and briefly outlining the purpose of the meeting. Thank you all for coming. I'd especially like to welcome Claire and Tony, who are joining us today as representatives of our Manchester office. The focus of today's discussion will be the release of the new RDC software. The discussion should take around ninety minutes. We see that Vanessa accomplishes three things in her opening statement: she welcomes the participants, states the topic of the meeting, and informs the participants about how long the meeting is likely to last. Note that Vanessa begins by saying, "Thank you all for coming." This is a semi-formal way of welcoming the participants. While there is no external client present, the meeting is not entirely departmental, as members from another branch office are present. A departmental meeting can begin with a simple and informal welcome, such as "Thanks for coming, everyone." Similarly, a more informal way of setting the time limit can be a statement such as "We'll finish in an hour and a half," or "We'll wrap things up by lunchtime." Dialogue two, outlining the objectives and introducing the agenda. Vanessa now follows up her opening remarks by outlining the objectives and agenda of the meeting. Let's listen to how she does that. As I'm sure you're all aware, we've called this meeting so that we can clarify some of the issues relating to the imminent RDC product release. Everyone was emailed a copy of the agenda, which includes discussing the distribution of the software. And of the need to offer real-time support to customers, these are the two most pressing concerns. And we've also set aside thirty minutes at the end of the meeting for any secondary issues that may come up. The agenda or purpose of a meeting is usually a list of two or more objectives that have to be covered during the course of the meeting. The chairperson divides the time among the various points of discussion depending on their degree of importance. In her statement. We see that Vanessa quickly outlines the agenda of the meeting without getting too descriptive or adding unnecessary details. 
We also see that it is customary for the chairperson to send a copy of the agenda in advance to everyone who will be attending the meeting. Hard copies of the agenda can also be distributed to the participants if the list is detailed or contains points that everyone needs to consider during the meeting. Vanessa begins her statement by saying, "As I'm sure you're all aware, we've called this meeting so that we can clarify some of the issues relating to the imminent RDC product release." It is common to use a phrase like. I'm sure you're all aware, since the intent with such a statement is to restate the purpose of the meeting. Vanessa then goes on to quickly outline the objectives on the agenda. Let's listen again to how she does that. Everyone was emailed a copy of the agenda, which includes discussing the distribution of the software and of the need to offer real-time support to customers. These are the two most pressing concerns, and we've also set aside thirty minutes at the end of the meeting for any secondary issues that may come up. Here, Vanessa highlights the two primary objectives of the meeting. The chairperson can also use terms like "firstly" and "secondly" to list the objectives of the meeting. For example, Vanessa could have said, "Firstly, we need to discuss the distribution of the software. Secondly, we will look at how to offer real-time support to customers." Managing the discussion is a critical aspect of chairing a meeting. Here. We also see that Vanessa delegates importance to the two most important issues, and says that any other points that come up will be discussed at the end of the meeting. Dialogue three, introducing speakers and defining their roles. After outlining the agenda of the meeting, Vanessa goes on to introduce the roles of some of the individuals who are present. This helps to structure the course of the meeting. And also to ensure that the discussion stays on track. We'll begin with Jennifer giving us the minutes of our previous meeting on the release, after which Marcus will give us some background information on the distribution procedures. I'm also happy to invite Claire to share some insight with us on the nationwide statistics for our previous product, which will help us to identify key concerns relating to the potential clientele for the new release. Jennifer. The chairperson also calls on various speakers to contribute to the discussion. They are told in advance about their roles, so that they are prepared with the relevant information to present to the participants. Here we see that Vanessa has scheduled three speakers to present information that is relevant to the discussion. She starts by saying, "We'll begin with Jennifer giving us the minutes of our previous meeting on the release, after which Marcus will give us some background information on the distribution procedures." The person who has taken the minutes for the previous meeting may be asked to present them as a recapitulation of what has already been discussed, if the subject is relevant to the current discussion. Other members of the team may also be asked to present statistics, results of analyses, or other relevant information before the discussion begins. While the invitations to Jennifer and Marcus are relatively informal, we see that Vanessa makes a slightly more formalized request to Claire. Since she is a guest, she says, "I'm also happy to invite Claire to share some insight with us on the nationwide statistics for our previous product, which will help us to identify key concerns relating to the potential clientele for the new release." By saying, "I am happy to invite Claire to share some insight with us," she is letting Claire know that she is appreciative of her contribution to the meeting. We also see that she quickly explains the objective behind Claire's presentation by saying that. It will help us to identify key concerns relating to the potential clientele for the new release.
Such an explanation may sometimes be necessary to allow the rest of the participants to be sure about why they are listening to a particular presentation. Vanessa then invites Jennifer to begin by saying simply, Jennifer? Jennifer already knows that she is the first speaker for the day, and this is her cue to begin. A more formal way of asking a speaker to go ahead would be, Jennifer, would you like to begin? In some cases, the chairperson can also call on people who have been quiet or who have not participated in the discussion yet to offer their opinions. This should be done tactfully, usually by asking them to share their expertise on the matter. For example, saying, We haven't heard from Tony yet, may be less effective than saying, Tony, you have expertise in this area. Why don't you tell us what you think? Dialogue 4. Preventing Interruptions We will now listen to how Vanessa handles an interruption that seems to take the discussion off track. It is one of the key responsibilities of the chairperson to ensure that interruptions are kept to a minimum and encouraged only if they add value to the discussion. As you can see from the results of the analysis we conducted, Distribution through secondary channels achieved surprisingly positive results and... Why don't we also consider expanding the subscription options by introducing remote payment processing? That's a valid suggestion, Marcus. We'll come back to it after discussing the preliminary issues, if there's time. Alicia, why don't you go ahead with what you were saying? Here, we see that Marcus interrupts Alicia by offering a suggestion on something that is related to the product, but not to the current subject of the discussion. Vanessa handles the interruption tactfully by giving positive feedback to Marcus on his contribution, but also ensuring that the discussion stays on the right track. Let's listen again to what she says. That's a valid suggestion, Marcus. We'll come back to it after discussing the preliminary issues, if there's time. Alicia, why don't you go ahead with what you were saying? By telling Marcus that his point is relevant, Vanessa ensures that she does not hurt his feelings and also suggests that they can come back to Marcus's suggestion later if there is time. There are several ways to ensure that the discussion can be brought back on track. Vanessa could also have said, Thanks, Marcus. That's a great suggestion, but I'm afraid we don't have time to get into that now. Or, Thank you for that suggestion, Marcus. Perhaps we can come back to it in tomorrow's meeting. A deviation can sometimes become lengthy if other speakers get involved. For example, Alicia or another participant could have responded to Marcus's suggestion, starting a dialogue on a topic that is not relevant to the current discussion. It is the chairperson's responsibility to ensure that he or she steps in before this happens, or to ensure that such interruptions do not take the discussion away from the topic. In some cases, if the interruption is relevant to the topic, the chairperson can ask the interrupter to continue with his or her point, but it is polite to let the original speaker finish first. If Marcus's point had been relevant to the topic, Vanessa could have said, That's a relevant point, Marcus. Let's hear what Alicia has to say before we get back to that. Alicia, you were saying? Dialogue 5. Summarizing the Discussion Summarizing the key points of a meeting is significant, as it is up to the chairperson to present the outcome in a positive and encouraging light. Summarizing the points made in the meeting 
in a concise and positive manner can highlight the productive ideas generated by the meeting, and set the stage for future developments as well. Let's listen to how Vanessa summarizes the discussion. We've covered everything that was necessary. So, if no one has anything to add, let's do a quick once-over of the points that came up during the meeting. We've all agreed that the web client platform is ideal as one of the new distributive channels, and Tony is going to present his findings on that in the next meeting. Claire's report shows that we need to come up with a new advertising strategy. So, let's fix a meeting tomorrow with the sales team. Summarizing the discussion is the first stage of closing a meeting. And ensures that everyone is on the same page when it comes to the results of the meeting. Vanessa begins her summary by stating clearly that everything on the agenda was discussed, and lets the others know that she is beginning her summary by saying, "Let's do a quick once-over of the points that came up during the meeting." She could also have said, "I'm going to briefly summarize what we've discussed," or, "Let me go briefly over the decisions we've taken today." It is important for the chairperson to summarize the main points of the meeting in a clear and precise manner. If there are any unresolved issues, these should be highlighted at this point, and a clear indication given of how and when they are likely to be resolved. Let's listen again to how Vanessa summarizes the main points of the discussion. She says, "We've all agreed that the web client platform is ideal as one of the new distributive channels." And Tony is going to present his findings on that in the next meeting. Claire's report shows that we need to come up with a new advertising strategy. So let's fix a meeting tomorrow with the sales team. Here we see that Vanessa first draws attention to a decision that was taken by the team. She says, "We've all agreed that the web client platform is ideal as one of the new distributive channels, and Tony is going to present his findings on that in the next meeting." By using the phrase "we've all agreed." She is highlighting the fact that this is a unanimous decision that has been taken by all the participants at the meeting. She also points out that the actual implementation of the decision will take place after Tony presents his findings on the procedure at the next meeting. She then summarizes the response of the team to Claire's presentation by saying, "Claire's report shows that we need to come up with a new advertising strategy. So let's fix a meeting tomorrow with the sales team." In this way. Vanessa both summarizes the main points of the discussion and sets the agenda for future discussions on this topic. Dialogue six, closing the meeting. Closing the meeting consists of summarizing the main points, setting the agenda for the next meeting, and thanking the participants for their time. We will now listen to Vanessa's closing statement for the meeting. I think we can end there. Let's meet back tomorrow morning. I hope nine a.m. is okay with everyone. Great. Tony will contact his team in the meantime and get together a description of the process for implementing the new distribution channel. And Marcus, I'd like you to coordinate with the sales team and update them on today's decisions before the meeting tomorrow. Thank you all for coming, and I look forward to resuming our discussion tomorrow. In her closing statement. We see that Vanessa accomplishes two things: she delegates responsibility to a few people for tasks that have to be completed before the next meeting, and also arranges the time for the next meeting. These may not always be necessary, but every closing statement 
usually involves some indication of what kind of actions will be taken to follow up on the findings of the discussion or decisions taken during the course of the meeting. If there are no such tasks to be delegated, the chairperson can end simply by saying, Thank you all for your time. If the time of the next meeting has not yet been determined, he or she can say, I let you know when we need to meet next to resume the discussion. Vanessa ensures that she checks if the time for the next meeting is convenient for everyone by saying, Let's meet back tomorrow morning. I hope 9 a.m. is okay with everyone. She also points out that Tony will be performing a certain action as a result of the meeting by saying, Tony will contact his team in the meantime and get together a description of the process for implementing the new distribution channel. Since this has already been decided during the meeting, she restates it just as a reminder of a course of action that has been determined during the meeting. Had it not been determined earlier, she could have said, Tony, could you contact your team in the meantime and get together a description of the process for implementing the new distribution channel? Or, Tony, I'd appreciate it if you could contact your team in the meantime and get together a description of the process for implementing the new distribution channel. This is how she informs Marcus of his task, by saying, And Marcus, I'd like you to coordinate with the sales team and update them on today's decisions before the meeting tomorrow. Finally, she ensures that she thanks everyone for their time. In this lesson, we have seen that there are several important concerns that a chairperson assumes responsibility for during a business meeting. These include making an opening statement that sets the stage for the discussion by outlining the agenda and introducing the speakers and their respective roles. The chairperson also ensures that unnecessary interruptions are avoided and the discussion stays on track. Finally, the chairperson sums up the findings of the meeting and delegates responsibilities and tasks to be completed, if any. That's all for this Business English Podcast lesson. We hope you enjoyed listening. Business English Podcast is part of Workplace English Training e-magazine. To access the podcast transcript for this and other Business English Podcast lessons, you'll need to subscribe to Workplace English Training e-magazine at www.workplace-english-training.com. Workplace English Training e-magazine is a monthly interactive online magazine focusing on all aspects of business English training. It is suitable for pre-intermediate to advanced level learners. Each issue of the e-magazine is packed with interactive lessons to help you improve your business writing, speaking, listening, and vocabulary. Learning is challenging yet fun. Here's that subscription address once again, www.workplace-english.com. Hyphen training dot com.